Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the second hour of the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. It's 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Port O'Connor. We just call it POC and check in with Captain Lynn Smith this morning, see what he's got. Lynn, good morning. What's up, man? Well, I tell you what, man. You know the motto in POC used to be the best kept secret on the Gulf Coast. <laughs> Not <Secret's> anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> man, the secret is out. Oh, good lord! <clears throat> I tell you what, man. There was uh, people everywhere this weekend. It's uh, unbelievable. This a uh, couple of big tournaments. You know the Kula Roja. And, and uh, I think they had one or two other tournaments, man. I mean, there's so many boats running everywhere. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I, uh, cool you know, when I first started, that thing's been around for a while. Oh, yeah. Well, it was always the weekend before uh, Poco. Right. That was, that was kind of the kickoff, you know, before Poco. It started off as a real small tournament, local, and it grew and grew and grew. And uh, you could start fishing at midnight before uh, midnight on Friday is what they did. And uh, and so it was a, kind of a local small deal. And uh, a bunch of the locals started and uh, got bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, now it's a pretty good-sized tournament. And uh, I remember old, uh, Lee Richter, he was, he was big into that, one of the locals. Right. And uh, he was an old B-17 pilot during World War II. And, uh, in fact, they had him on the uh, History Channel one time. They did a special on B-17s. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a crusty old guy, boy. He was a character, I'm telling you. Yes, sir. <laughs> he was something, man. My kind of people. <laughs> I'm telling you. You had to be pretty crusty to fly those B-17s during World you, War II. Boy, I tell you, man. <laughs> I don't know how many missions he flew, but it was a bunch of them. I had an uncle and, that flew a... Man, I forget whether it was 19 or B-29, I forget. But, I mean, he got shot down like five times, still got rescued and put him back in another oh. one and sent him on out, man. Mm-hmm. Well, old Lee, boy, he can tell you some stories, I'll tell you. <clears throat> when they call them flying yeah. coffins or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they said the B-17 was hard to fly. That's what they said. It was tough to fly anyway. 
and uh, they had a special on them on the History Channel, and uh, it was interesting to watch. But they came down and interviewed Lee, and uh, he was on that History Channel talking about them. But um, yeah, he was a he was a crusty old guy. He had a marine repair shop here in Port O'Connor, right? Yeah, and uh, it was pretty interesting to talk to him. But uh, anyway, he guided he guided down here for several years. Mainly, he guided at the uh, jetties. He'd take people out to the jetties. It was funny. I saw him one day. I was I was uh, over here by one of the boat stalls, and and uh, there was a he, he drove an old station wagon, and he had rods sticking out the back of that station <laughs> wagon. And uh, there were some people pulled up, and they oh, a family did, and they had kids and everything, and. And they pulled up there, and they were just ooing and odd over and over Lee. You know, he had hair, gray hair sticking out of that cap, and uh, both sides of that cap. And, and uh, while they were looking at Lee, and little Lee was telling them, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And he said, grab those rods, follow me. <laughs> Boy, he just he <laughs> took off that boat. You know, he had no old boat. I, I don't remember if it was an aquasport or something like that. And uh They'd climb on that boat and take off to the jetties, boy. He'd come back with a boatload of fish, though. He was something. <laughs> the old boy that owns the uh, the boat slips there, he went over to him and he said, Dell, he said, uh, that, uh, something's wrong with that lift, boy. He just, well, it won't lift my boat. won't lift it. And Dell said, what? What are you talking about? He said, well, it just won't lift it all the way out of the water. So Dell said he went over there and he, he – uh, got in the boat and he, he leaned over and he pulled the plugs on that boat and the water started pouring out of that boat. He said, it's poured out and poured out. So Dell went back to his house. He was back in the house about an hour. He went back to check on the boat and water was still pouring out of it. My gosh. <laughs> he, he said, I don't know how much water was in that hole. He said, there's no telling how much water was Lee was carrying around in that boat. Man. He said, he said, he, it's no wonder no wonder he could. It's a wonder he could get his own top. Yeah, it Amazing. is. Yeah. But uh, oh, I tell you, he was a character. He really was. But uh, but anyway, old Lee used to do good in that in that tournament every year. He had a little honey hole out there at the jetties. Boy, he'd anchor up over that honey hole. He he'd line everybody up. And he'd let them fish straight down. He'd say, "Don't cast." Don't cast. Just fish straight down. If you cast, you're going to hang up. I mean, this is a spot. These fish are right here. Right. And, uh, boy, they'd, they'd come back with a boatload of redfish. They, they would do that. <clears throat> he was a master at that. That's what he I knew heard. wherever rock was. He, I think he had the rocks named out there at the jetties, you know. <laughs> Every rock. Amazing. You know that part of that jetty is caved in, and um, the the Corps of Engineers is concerned because they're afraid that jetty's just going to start caving in, start just and, uh, weathering uh, away because of the fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're talking about you know they want to dredge it and rework it, and uh, there's a marker out there. There's a, a channel marker. Between that channel marker and where the rocks start at the jetties, there's a hole there where the, the rocks have caved in in that hole. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes if I'm running across the bay there, I'll, I'll shut down and, and idle between that marker and the rocks. I'll, I'll tell my customers, I said, watch this. You're not going to believe this. 
uh, you know, it goes from like, you know, 18 feet and it drops off to like 130 feet Goodness. in that hole. Yeah. Boy. It's amazing. wonder what's living in the bottom of that. <laughs> I know it. I said, we'll be catching sailfish. <laughs> we'll be catching sailfish right yeah. here. <laughs> Grouper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But boy, that current's ripping through that hole, I guarantee you. They had yeah, just... several years ago. Several years ago they had a they had a barge. Uh somebody had a little barge that they would take vehicles across to the peninsula over there. And they had a they had a uh Oh, ATV tricked out, boy. They had all kinds of seats on it, and there's no telling how much money they spent on that ATV. And they were going to take it over to the peninsula over there to leave it over there. And uh, they had on that little barge, and they were running across the bay there. When they came across the ship channel there, they didn't have it tied down good enough Uh-oh. or tied down at all. And when they came across that channel, it slid off that barge into the channel. And oh. I bet they had $20,000 or more invested in that ATV and they never found it. Oh, that it sunk. Was, it, it's gone. The tires I mean, on gone. it wouldn't float it. It just sunk. No, no. But I mean, they, they drug through there trying to hook it and they never <laughs> found it. I mean, that current took it out. Uh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm sure the shrimpers never even hooked on to it, you know? Well, Somebody will get unfortunate and snag up on that, and that won't be pretty. No, no. Out there dragging the shrimp net and end up with an ATV in your sock. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. One of the funniest stories, my neighbor that had the house next door to me, he's a character out of Edna, and he's uh, got this country-talking voice. You know, he's real funny. And uh, he was taking a a boat trailer over to the peninsula one time, and – they uh, they took that boat trailer, and uh, they laid it crossways across his boat, and uh, they were just going to take it over to the peninsula. So they they laid it crossways across his boat, and when they got to the channel over there, they were just idling along. <clears throat> well, there were a lot of boats uh, anchored up over there fishing for redfish along the channel. And he said there must have been 20 or more boats anchored up over there. Well, as he's idling over there, going between these boats, he said he could see people staring at him. You know, here's this boat trailer sitting sideways on a on a boat. And people are thinking, what in the world is going on here, you know? And as he idled across there, he was getting pretty close to one of the boats, and these people are looking at him, scratching their heads. And, and he's got this country-talking voice, and he went, what'd you do with your trailer when you took your boat off of it? And this guy said, uh, well, I left my trailer at the ramp. He said, weren't you afraid somebody would steal it? (laughs) (laughs) And these people just shook their heads, you know, and he just kept on going past them. He never said another word. He said, I bet you they're still scratching their heads over that one. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I bet they're still talking about it. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But you see it all down here, I'm telling you, man. Well, yep, buddy. Yeah, They don't have them but, grandstands at the uh, fishing center for nothing. That's right. That's exactly right. 
I remember the well, first time I ever you... went down there, I said, man, what's with all the bleachers here at the boat ramp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we used to have numbers we'd hold up, you know, and grade them. Yeah, we'd rate them. Oh, God. <laughs> Especially on Sundays, man. <laughs> well, yesterday, it was pretty good. I mean, uh, a buddy of mine called me. He said, oh, you got to come down here. He said, it, it's happening, man. It's really happening. He said, we just watched the guy fall in the water off his boat. You know, he said, it, it's happening, man. <laughs> it really is. I said, no, uh, I'm not getting involved in this. He said, there's so many boats and people trying to get their boats out of the water. He said, it is a joke because this this tournament, these tournaments going on, and there's yeah. people running everywhere trying to get their boats in and out of the water. It's it's crazy. I mean, the 5D restaurant over here was uh, packed. I mean, they were running, I guess, the probably that uh, Kula Roja tournament. I mean, there were cars parked all the way to the highway and, and going crazy. It was nuts. ATVs running everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this best-kept secret is not a secret anymore. No. it. Uh, mm. I hadn't been down there in so long. I, a lot of my friends say, you won't even recognize this place when you come down. No, no. But I'll tell you what, on Sunday afternoon... It's like a ghost town. Yeah, it's uh, it's really nice. <laughs> yeah, gosh. I'll tell you when them boat ramps get nasty is when, uh, you know, everybody's out and all of them come in at one time ahead of a big storm. Boy, that's when you oh. can uh, see chaos at the boat ramp. Yep. People yep. trying to load that's... up and get out of the way and just, oh, man, what a... <laughs> Especially for lightning. Find you a dock and tie up somewhere and make your boat, sure your boat's all right and get undercover. Just let it pass. Oh, I mean, yeah, especially for lightning. Oh, yeah, I had a a guy run into my ladder on the back of my boat. I just tied my boat up, and a guy was trying to pull in the slip next to me, and he, he ran into my ladder and bent the ladder on my boat. You know, just people are going crazy trying to tie up and find a slip. Oh, yeah, they panic, get in freak-out mode. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. Well, i tell you weather. what, I was, weather will get you. I mean, I was I was caught in it. You know, I've been caught in it, so have you. I mean, it's, you know, we've, we watch the weather as much as we can. We watch that radar, but uh, I was... Uh, I was out one day with a party of women and a friend of mine had, we had two boat deal with women and uh, I had my GPS, I mean my uh, VHF radio on and I heard a shrimper in Port Lavaca call his buddy and he said, hey, he said, uh, I, I guarantee you I'm tied up at the dock and I guarantee you I've got wind blowing at least 60 miles an hour. <clears throat> and I called that friend of mine and I said, did you hear that? And he said, no. And I, I told him what that shrimp said. And I said, we need to get to the dock now. And uh, you could see the, the wind. You could see the clouds toward Port Lavaca rolling, coming our way. Oh, yeah. That and, wind, man, that line in front of it's rolling along the top of the water. Oh, that's, yeah. that's scary stuff. You, oh, you oh, yeah. have some big-time straight-line winds. Oh, yeah. And he said, what do you want to do? I said, let's get back to Clark's now. 
And we took off, and I'll bet you we didn't run a quarter of a mile. And that wind hit us ahead of that storm, Uh. and they clocked wind at about 80 miles an hour. And it it started raining, and, you know, that rain was, was blowing horizontal. And I mean to tell you what, it was incredible. And we got back to Clark's and got into the bait house, and it was packed with people just they look like drowned rats, you know. Oh. And uh, oh man, I'm telling you what, it was, it was a mess. It was what a, a nightmare. Mess. Oh, let it me, is. Let me take this break, Lynn. I'll be right back, buddy. Hang with me. Uh, all right. All right. Well, folks, if you've never been to the Belleville Meat Market, you owe it to yourself to stop by when you're ever out that way. What a great place to shop! And this week, they're double featuring double black pepper pecan smoked sausage and cheddar cheese pecan smoked sausage. You can always try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And on special, fresh fryers, $1.59 a pound. When you buy three or more, that's whole uncut fryers. And they're now serving hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section. Hot dogs are available in original and cheddar. Custom processing on pigs and calves, they do that all year long. You can actually order a half calf or a hind quarter. Have it processed any way you like. And in their wild game processing facility, They make Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville celebrating 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on the Sunday morning. It's 520 here in the Bayou City. All right, Lynn, we are back, buddy. Yeah, uh, you know, one thing people don't realize is weather can get you in trouble in a heartbeat, and you know that as well as I do. But uh, the worst storm I think I've ever been in was uh, at Indianola. And uh, I was fishing Chip Channel 
uh, shell reefs. And uh, I had uh, three doctors with me. And uh, I was working sh- uh, some shell reefs and along that channel. And uh, I was watching radar, and I could see a storm toward Palacios. And uh, it was coming off the Gulf. And uh, I kept watching that that uh, my radar. And uh, it, it looked like it was going to Palacios, but it looked like we were fine, you know. Right. And uh, I kept watching it and watching it on my phone. And uh, I thought we were fine because we had just a light breeze. And uh, I said, well, I think we're okay, guys. I mean, it looks like it's going on to Palacios and, you know, that area. Well, all of a sudden, I mean, the wind hit us. The the storm hit us. And I had no idea that we were going to get into this storm. I mean, no indication whatsoever. Wow. And I told this guy, I said, pull up the anchor. I said, we got, we're gone, man. We got to get out of here. The time it took us to pull up the anchor and run about three miles, that's it, probably three miles to Indianola. I mean, we had a, a crossing wind, of, you know, coming straight from my left. Uh. I, I, it was incredible. And I, I hit that shoreline and ran straight over to Indianola and got into that harbor. And I mean, I, I was a hero to these three doctors. <laughs> I mean, they they said, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe you got us over here alive." And I got us into that harbor, pulled in there and tied up, and we got into that bait house. And just as we got in there, there was a shrimp boat pulled into that harbor, and he wanted to back in, not not the harbor, but he pulled up to that that uh, shrimp that area, that uh, uh, bait house area, and he wanted to back in to where his trucks were and everything well when he went to back up i thought that shrimp boat was going to turn over that's how bad the wind was blowing i guess the wind was blowing 80 some odd miles an hour and it almost turned over right there we watched it and i mean everybody their mouths are open he almost turned that shrimp boat over i mean it was incredible We, we couldn't believe he didn't turn it over right there in front of us and uh it was the wind was so bad that I had to call back to Port O'Connor to one of my neighbors and get them to bring to come over there and pick me up and bring me back to Port O'Connor to get my truck and trailer to come back and and get my boat because there was no way I could I could run my boat back to Port O'Connor just no way I mean that that weather came on us so fast that it, it was incredible. I mean, there was no way I could run my boat back, back to here. I mean, now there was I've I gotten one. Well, I've been in a few, but there was one in particular that uh, once I got halfway across uh, Trinity Bay from Smith Point, <clears throat> headed to the West Shoreline over there. I mean, what do you do? Turn around and run? I mean, you're just done. You know, you thought you had a window to make it across, <clears throat> and you get about halfway across and as Forrest Gump says, well, God showed up, and he was mad. Boy, that was unbelievable. I mean, you're yeah. just the mercy of it. You better oh, keep yeah. a cool head and put your bow into it, and uh, don't panic. Don't That's do right. anything stupid. You just you That's just right. got to go with it. You just put your nose in it and keep your head down and hope for the best. That's right. That's exactly right. You better You better be in a good boat, that's for sure. You know. and those rolling winds you were talking about, you could see it at 
It covered the whole bay. It was coming out of the north. And uh, oh, yeah, it was just that lime green and blue all mixed together, just rolling like a, a big tidal wave coming at you right over the water surface with nothing but black behind it. I mean, you know oh, you're screwed man. when that happens. You're just done. Boy, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, it can happen in a heartbeat, too. Yeah, it can. It, and, and this was back before we had radar and phones and all that stuff, you know, to stay oh, yeah. in touch. You just had to. That was a that was a bad, bad storm. Really bad. There's so many people get caught out there now and, and, and the weather. And I go, man, don't these people look at their phones? Look at radar, you know. I mean, it, uh, we've got ways to look at radar now and, and keep in touch on weather. Yes. Well, and, you know, if you've got those weather apps on your phone, you get alerts. You'll hear your phone ping and yeah. uh, go over and look at it. And, you know, That's give, right. you some, give you plenty of warning, really. Give you time to oh, yeah. wrap her up and head. Get on down the road. Get out of it. Get away That's from right. it. That's right. And, uh, you know, even out in the surf, I mean, we've been – We've been caught in some pretty bad weather. Oh, that's got to be scary being the guff and getting one of those. That's that's the end of the line there, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The only good thing we luck into is is uh, having a shallow running boat. Uh, we can get up in the first gut, and we can run the first gut. Yes, you know, all the way back. Now we can. Now years ago, there was a lot of wrecks up in the first gut, mm-hmm. and so you had a lot of trash. You had some boat wrecks in the first gut, mm-hmm. so you had to be very careful because there was some trash up in there. And I remember, I remember seeing a lot of steel sticking up in that first gut, so you had to be pretty careful. Now that it's not, I haven't, I haven't seen any steel still sticking up. But uh, uh, I was talking to one of the guys here just the other day, and uh, I mean, he runs a, a, a Mayak a redfish line, and. Uh, I mean, he runs plenty of skinny. And, yeah, that boat runs real skinny. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, he runs down almost Cedar Bayou, and he, he runs the first gut all the way back, you know. And uh, and it, there's no there's nothing sticking up to, to worry about now. But well, years I'm sure ago, everything that was in there originally, it's all under the sand now. I mean, oh, yeah. watch how fast a, a car will disappear that gets trapped in the surf. It's, it's gone. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> Two or three days, I mean, the roof's all the way under the sand, you know, from the current and the wave action. It just, uh, well, you, look how it is, you know, when the surf's rough and uh, you got a lot of current, you can just stand in one place and you'll just start sinking. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's still some of the Darlington sticking up. You know, there's still some of that sticking out. Right. But um, but you can still run the, the first gut. You know, you can. You can get by there. Um, you know, the Darlington, some of it's sticking up out of the water, but and uh, and some of it still goes out into the water a ways. Um, but um, but otherwise, it's uh, it's pretty much gone. It's pretty much down. You know, Clark's uh, Clark's restaurant used to have a picture on the wall of the Darlington when it ran aground. I mean that was an interesting picture, and I, I'd love to have a copy of that. Um, and I was talking to Henry, uh, the, the owner of the restaurant, and I said I, the other day, and I asked him about that picture, 
and uh, he didn't he didn't own that picture. Uh, somebody else owned it, and uh, I said, "Man, I'd love to have a copy of that picture. It was yeah. awesome." And uh, yeah, there were three concrete ships, and um, yeah, of course one of them's right there in, in Galveston, right? And um, still there, of course it ran a, they, yeah, oh yeah, they ran the ground on purpose because it was breaking up, and then uh, one of them made it all the way to Puerto Rico. And uh, and then the Darlington, it was breaking up, so they ran into ground on purpose down here, and uh, they they ran into ground. I mean, that wasn't a real good idea. Concrete doesn't flex real good. No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who came up with that idea. I don't know it, but it floated. It worked for a little while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, floated a little bit, but didn't flex real good. No. No. So, anyway, it, that didn't work out. They well, tried it three times. All else fails, man. When it gets so bad, you can't, uh, hey, put her on the beach. That's all you yeah. can do. Yeah. Makes for good structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, we've, we've been still fishing around it. Mm-hmm. I've still catching fish around it. some good fish around the Darlington back in the day. You know, when I used oh, to come still down there, do. Still do. get flat, and that was a, uh, it was a good decoy. A lot of fish lived around that. It was good structure. Oh. I mean, you got that whole beachfront, and there's no really, really no structure. And when you got a, that's right, got that a fisher, that's a fish haven. Oh yeah, I had three guys down there one day, boy. We were spanking them, man. We were, we were spanking them, and and. Uh, Oh, uh, buddy of mine, here he came, man, down the beachfront. He had croakers, and I said, uh-oh. Uh, and, uh, boy, he waved at me, and he, he pulled up there, and I told my customers we were throwing hardware, and I said, I said, let's move on to the other side of Darlington because here comes a buddy of mine with croakers. And I said, I said, when he starts he's chucking He's fixing to shut him down. He's going to shut us down. I said, let's let's move on the other side. So we moved over to the other side, and, and uh, we started spanking them on the other side. But... Uh, Anyway, that was uh, we all just spanked them right there. There's always good fish down there. Always. I mean, we we did real good. We caught some good fish there, but uh, you never know what you're going to do there. I I was down there. Oh, it's been about a month or so ago, and uh, I mean the water was just beautiful, but the sharks were just everywhere. Gosh, mighty. Well, I'm hearing that a lot from a lot of folks this year. The sharks are just they're bad. They are. They have made a, a comeback. Shark. They're not an endangered species by any means. No, no, they're it's not. It's kind of like the gar, too. I mean, the gar made a yeah. tremendous comeback. I mean, there's alligator and long-nosed gar all over the place. Yeah, we saw some big ones in the surf. You yes. know, that was incredible. Yeah, yep. we saw we saw two of them come by us in the surf on the on like the second bar. That I guarantee these alligator gar was six feet long or better. Yeah, breathtakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, they were big ones. Yeah. And they'll and, uh, of course they they don't hit a stringer like a shark. They'll uh, they'll get those trout in their mouth and it's like they're sucking on them. You know, just holding uh-huh. on to them and just working those teeth in them, sucking on them. And uh, man, that that's not good to have about a six foot alligator gar on your stringer and you can't take it away from him. Then you make him mad. I don't want anything to do with an alligator gar. No, they got a lot of teeth. There's some toothy critters, buddy. 
Hey, let me knock this break out, Lynn. Be right back at you, buddy. One more. All right. All right. Well, you know, Texan Roofing, they're the people I trust. What great people to work with. Texan Roofing covers Houston and surrounding areas. Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. And Texan Roofing has a better business bureau, A-plus rating with no complaints ever. They're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. And Texan Roofing has found the majority of jobs they do, they offer the lower price and beat the competition's quality and warranty. Along with Honest Roof Inspections, A-plus management, these are reasons to call Texan Roofing. And when you do call them, tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show. Tim and his crew, they'll work directly with you and do a fantastic job. Call Texan Roofing at 281-391-9600, 281-391-9600, or go to texanroofing.com. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. It's 536 here in the Bayou City. Let's go talk some more with Captain Lynn Smith. All right, Lynn, we are back. 
Yeah, I think I'd uh, I've jerked a lot of stringers away from sharks, but uh, I'd rather jerk them away from a shark than a than a big old alligator gar. They won't let go that. of it once they get onto no, it. They they're, they just keep sucking on it. Yeah, they won't let go. No, it'd be like jerking away from an alligator. You know? Yeah, I'd let them have it. Oh yeah, let them have it. Yeah. You know, I was never had one time, one. and we were in this. Uh, it was a like a multi-boat uh, company tournament thing, and uh, my boat. Uh, I was told I was only going to have two guys that I drew. Two other guys bailed out, and you know, I get there and meet them, and I had a buddy with me. I said, "Well, just come go with us. We're going to be light on the boat. We're going to be wade fishing anyway. Come on!" And uh, so he went with us. Well. We get over there, and I'm kind of the last one to put in, and everybody's already taken off and headed out and dispersed everywhere. And I come out of that hole up there by Fort Anahuac Park. Nobody's around. And uh, they spooked up slicks for two miles down that shoreline running over fish. And I said, man, look at all these slicks. There's got to be a million trout here. So we pulled in and get out, and we're fishing it, and, we're catching one here, one there. Well, then I switched over to 7M Miralure, number 19. No, it was an 18. That's the greenback, silver side, white belly. Hey, buddy, mm-hmm. we went to pouring the coals to him on to the top waters. And uh, long story short, I needed one, one more fish to have my 10th one. And I uh, caught it, and it was a pretty good one, about six pounds. And I strung it through the bottom, you know, lip out the top and, Slid mm-hmm. him down there, and he just kept going. <laughs> yeah. I said, what in the world? Hey, a, a bull shark or a gar or something, had, and I, I used to, back then, I waited with those big rope stringers that uh, Pete Tanner used to make for everybody with a big stainless steel tip and the nice float on it. And uh, right. it had bit that rope in two. And uh, so I said, well, I just tied a knot in it with no float. And, and my old buddy's going, that's probably not a good idea. There's a big shark in here that just ate all your fish on your stringer. That float, we looked, that float never came up. I don't know whether he swallowed the float or what, because usually oh, the float man. will come back up. But I tied a knot in it and just kept stringing them. But uh, oh, man. <clears throat> never even felt it. Never felt it. Yeah, yeah. I never forget, I, uh, I was fishing one time, uh, in the Sabine Pass jetties, and uh, with my mother and dad, and uh, back then, you know, we just we just strung the fish, we just strung them over the side, right? <clears throat> and uh, we had about ten trout strung on a stringer, and uh, I uh, I caught another pretty nice trout, and, and uh, I strung him, and and uh, I untied I untied the stringer, and I strung him, and and I was shaking him down the stringer over the side, and I looked down. And all I could see was this mouth coming up, oh, God. coming up toward the stringer of fish, and I jumped to the side, and that <laughs> that shark, uh, he had to be six or eight feet long. I mean, this shark came up and just devoured that stringer of fish, man. Whoa! I mean, oh, he was a hoss, man. Oh my goodness! But all I could see was this mouth coming up and teeth, you know. Oh my goodness! He ate that stringer. I'll guarantee you. We were waiting behind rollover pass years ago. This back in the nineties, I guess. I can't remember. It's back in the day. And Blaine and his party are in Shallow 
throwing at them little toe heads along those little points and stuff along the grass and they're catching fish in there and while i'm out deep with my party we're lined up out in front of blaine you know about 100 yards from them and we're out deep catching them like crazy and uh blaine and them they're in there fishing and throwing out towards us and he he sees the whole thing happen well i had a bull shark a big one hit my stringer headed towards rollover pass he hit it going that way and when he tail kicked after he took my stringer he hit me in the back of the legs and and knocked me completely off my feet blaine said it's the biggest explosion he's ever seen that shark i don't know whether i scared him or what but when he took that stringer well we were both uh i'd never been knocked off my feet like that and uh then I saw my float pop up about a hundred yards down the shoreline, and uh, I tied a mirror lure on and and waded in shallow and went down there and threw and got it back. And I didn't have a trout left on that stringer. All heads. <laughs> he mm, ate every mm. single one of them. That's a big fish, man. Oh man, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've <clears throat> we've all had little experiences like that. Mm-hmm. But nobody, say. nobody quit fishing. We just kept catching them. Those fish were well, in there. Well, they're not after, they're not after you. They're after those fish. That's true. And he, he had to be full after that because I had eight or nine fish on my stringer. He, he, mm-hmm. he filled up mm-hmm. on those. And they were all quality fish too. Yeah. Well, everybody laughs at me, but I, uh, uh, this time of the year, I use a, uh, I've got a forty-eight quart igloo with PVC wrapped around it. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I drag behind me, and uh, and I've got uh, bait boxes screwed to the top, and uh, and that's what I I use. And uh, I drag say, it hey, hey, you don't even know it's there, you know. And uh, I said, get the fish out of the water, you know, get the smell out of the water, get the fish out of the water, and I don't worry about it. Yeah, everybody I used said, to, you know, back in the day, everybody started using those donut rings, you know, but. Hey, oh, they started yeah. attacking them, and then they'd get oh, their I've teeth had, all hung up in it. Oh, I've had so many of those eaten, I can't tell you how many I've had eaten. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. I saw a guy one time, he got smacked by a big bull like that, and uh, all you could see was styrofoam floating everywhere. I mean, it ate the ring mm-hmm. off of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't tell you how many of those I've had eaten. <laughs> yeah. Jaws. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, no, I said uh, – I tell people, I say, if they start eating this igloo that I carry behind me, it's time to get out of the water. I'm done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, time to get out. But uh, no, I don't. I don't worry about them. They don't. They don't bother me now. You know, it's Not funny you bring that up. I went to. We were all in the Bolivar pocket years ago. Had the southwest wind for weeks, and I mean that's all we had to fish, and. We'd jump through the boat cut and go in there and anchor up and throw our parties out. Well, everybody knows the Bolivar Pocket. pocket. It's, you know, it's full of sharks. I mean, it's just a shark pit. Oh, yeah. We had a lineup going one day. There was probably 10 or 12 of us in that lineup throwing out. And uh, it didn't matter where I was in that lineup. I could be on the left end. I could move to the middle. I could move to the far right end. And the sharks would eat my stringer. They'd take my fish off. So I went back to the boat and uh, took everybody's uh, drinks and everything out of a, I don't know, it was probably a 48 or 68, I don't remember. I dumped them into the fish box and put my stringer through the handle of that igloo 
and I'm dragging it behind me out there. And uh, I said, I'm going to get my 10. And I, and I did. They didn't eat them then. But, I mean, it didn't matter where I moved. It was like they were on me and my stringer for whatever reason. Nobody else in the whole lineup got a fish taken. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend of mine that uh, he and I went down to Greens one day, and we had those donuts. And, oh, uh, boy. That's same a shark deal. pit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's a shark heaven. And uh, same deal. You know, we uh, we had about we had about uh, eight trout apiece in our donuts, okay? And uh, all of a sudden, man, this shark just <laughs> hammered my donut, you know, just hammered it and uh, exploded on it. Well, I jerked that donut away from him, and, and uh, he came back and hammered it again. And they just kept hammering mine, but they they didn't hit my buddies, you know. He said, he yelled at me, he said, you just stay over there. <laughs> and uh, they wouldn't go hit his, but they kept hammering mine, you know. And, uh, I mean, when the when the morning was over with, I think I had maybe two or three trout left in my donut because <laughs> I kept tying it up, you know, and uh, and putting trout, trout in it. And they just kept coming back and hitting mine. Oh, but... Uh, oh, oh. But they never, never hit his, never did. But, uh, boy, they liked mine. They did. And, boy, I'll tell you what, down there in Greens, there's, there are some sharks. I'm here to tell you. This, this, uh, this one buddy of mine, guy's buddy of mine, you know him, but he, um, he won't go back down there because he, uh, he had a, he had a donut with three or four trout in it and, uh, he wasn't paying attention one day and, it uh, floated up next to him, about three feet from him, and about a six-foot bull came, came three or four, three or four feet out of the water with uh, his donut in his mouth and drug him about thirty feet. Ooh! Yeah, tied to his belt, to his wading belt. Man, and, uh, he won't, he won't go back. <laughs> he won't go back. I tell you, man, down there at Cottons and Greens, I've heard some stories. You know. Oh yeah. Even- my son and my nephew were waiting down there one time in a trout master tournament at Port O'Connor, and they had to crawl up on the bank. It got so bad. The sharks were oh, so yeah. aggressive. I mean, they ate all their fish, and we, them were coming after them, making passes yeah. by them and circling them. Oh, yeah. I was waiting back to my boat one day, and there was, there was some women sitting on a boat, and their husbands were out there waiting. And uh, between me and that, those women sitting on a boat, there was two black tips, uh, on the flat and, uh, about six foot black tips. And That's uh, big ones, yeah. I, I hollered at these two ladies and I said, uh, uh, ma'am, uh, uh, you might tell your husbands, there's a couple of big sharks right there. And, uh, they said, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> they hollered at their husbands. Said, there's sharks over here. <laughs> and, uh, Oh, they were hauling their husbands, you know, and everything. But, uh, of course, the sharks didn't bother them. But uh, they were pretty good-sized sharks. They just well, cruised in those flats. We had to get out of the water at the hog pens one time. We were lined up over there waiting. I had a trip, and there was two guys down from us, and uh, they went back to the boat. Well, they started filleting their catch. They were cleaning their fish on the back of the boat and dumping all that stuff in the water and – that incoming tide was carrying it down towards us. Oh, my goodness. And, buddy, you want to talk about a shark frenzy? I said, L- look at all these sharks. They just showed up out of nowhere, and 
you know, the, after that happened, then I figured out, you know, those guys are cleaning fish because I could see gulls hovering around their boat and slicks coming oh off of it. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I said, you know, I wonder if they did that on purpose to get us to leave out of here. We, we'd have already caught a lot of fish. We had to pick up and leave. They got so bad in the water, they're blowing holes all around us, eating those carcasses, mm. I guess. And that was back when, you know, the limit was 20. Yeah. They had a lot of fish they were cleaning down there, and it brought <laughs> sharks in from out deep. They pulled in there, and they went to work on it. We had to leave. It was bad. Man. Pretty scary. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, sharks don't. If, if sharks ate people, I mean, it, you know, nobody get in the water. I mean, they're not there for us. No. But no. Uh, when it gets that bad and kind of out of hand and they start frenzying up, I'm out of there. I'm gone. No, I'm oh, yeah. Give them a chance to take a bite out of me. No, no, yeah, I don't, I don't know of anybody being, being bitten by any, any shark down here, but uh, it was always the first time. Yeah, it, you know, on rare occasions it happens, but it's mostly in real off-colored water or something, and uh, they make sure. a mistake, especially bulls. You know, they a lot of people get bit on the foot and stuff while they're waiting when they right. do get bit. But yeah, but yeah, that's right. I'm not going to give them a chance. I mean, it it gets that bad. You just got to get out of the water. You know, right. I had a place, uh, you know, in Trinity Bay that the bulls are real bad every summer. But, boy, those big fish are always in there spawning on these flats up north, up above the spillway. And uh, we had a tournament, and, you know, I, I'd waited the day before, and they put me in the boat. I had one follow me all the way back to the boat trying to get my fish. Big old broad-headed wide bull. He was he was nasty looking. And... uh the next day when I had that tournament with those guys, I said, hey, we are we really need to be waiting in here, but I think, you know, with it calm like it is, we can stay in the boat and I can use the trolling motor and, and we'll do good. And, and we did. We caught some beautiful fish, but we were throwing uh, chrome and blue super spooks. Well, man, I rolled this fish up on a super spook. I mean, he smoked it. Big, big fish. And uh, he started jumping out of the water two and three feet in the air. And he had a big shark on him, and that shark ended up biting him off behind the shoulders. I reeled mm. what was left of that trout in, and it weighed six and a half pounds. I mean, that oh my was goodness. a – there ain't no telling how big that fish was. Just his head and shoulders weighed six and a half pounds. It was a beast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that mm. hurt. I'd have mounted oh, that man. fish. What a fish. Mm. But that's where those mm. bulls are. You can You can catch two and three pounders. They won't even look at them. But when you get one five or bigger on, they want that's what they go for. They go for that bigger, bigger meal, that bigger bite. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Big baits, big fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've had so many fish. You know, good size, big fish, just yeah. bitten off at the gills. You know, mm-hmm. bitten off the gills, and a lot of times you never, even, never even know that they hit it. You know, and uh, you really in just a head. Yeah, that happens. Yep, a head and a little bit of shoulders with uh, the bladder still hanging out. They can't bite through that bladder. That's some tough stuff, isn't it? They ought to make tires out of those bladders. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was back in one of the lakes uh, here in Port O'Connor. Oh, it's been about three or four weeks ago. And uh, I saw about a, oh, at least a six-foot shark uh, just cruising right down one of the shorelines. I mean, he was just easing along. I couldn't tell what kind of shark he was, but, but he was just – cruising parallel to the shoreline oh i mean his dorsal fin and tail were out of the water but uh he was just just easing along 
Yeah, and that man, when you see that dorsal fin and then that tail fin's way back there, you go, man, that's a mm -hmm. beast. That's a big boy. Oh yeah, yeah, you can tell how big he is. Absolutely, but um, he was just making his presence known. <laughs> I guarantee you. Oh, well, you he can bet. Have it. Yeah, I'd rather see him than an alligator. I can tell you that. Yeah, but uh, a big alligator. <clears throat> yeah, we, we see get, them. We get a lot of encounters with those, you know, up my way, you know, in Trinity Bay oh, yeah. and over in, in the back East Bay. Boy, are some we've seen some good ones. Oh yeah, somebody posted a picture uh, on Facebook here a while back, and it was so funny. It was out in front of the army hole, and uh, somebody uh, posted a video, and this guy was wading out in front of the army hole, and it, they showed the video, and he's wading along, and then they just kind of panned over behind him, and there was an, about a about a six or seven foot alligator following him, puppy <laughs> dogging him, following cold right, training right behind him. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just following right behind him. Yeah. Blaine Waiting used to take his rod butt, and he'd just hold his rod about halfway up and hit that alligator in the head with the rod butt. And he'd go down yeah. and lay on the bottom looking at you. He was, he was wanting to uh -huh. Yep. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Well, if it's, uh, you know, if it's a real big one, here, he can have it. I'll let him have it. You know, it's like oh, yeah. I watched one drag a calf off shoreline over there on the north shoreline of East Bay years ago. That, yeah, that's what uh, she said. Was uh, eating that calf in the water. We thought it was a big redfish slick. You know how they'll pop about 10 slicks and it'll turn into one big one? <laughs> I said, there's those no. reds. They're right where they were yesterday. And I slid them in there. We jumped out and with spoons on, heading in there to get on those reds. And uh, there was a big heifer on the bank just walking back and forth, just bellering like crazy. Well, that, uh, that mm. gator got her calf and drug it off in the water and was sitting there eating it. Ooh, we're, man. we're gone. We're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah, you bet. Wow. No, that's nothing to mess with. When I get that big, when, when a big gator like that, I, I respect them. Yeah, this I this was that dinosaur-looking size, you know, that uh, 11 to 13-foot oh, yeah. range. I mean, just massive. Yeah. I grew up in Port Arthur around alligators, you know, back in the marsh and everything. Right. They get up that big. Oh yeah, yeah. I respect them when they get that big. Yes, I've seen them up, you know, around fifteen footers. And, Ooh. and buddy, that's a dinosaur. Yeah. Yes, I have that prehistoric look, man. All oh, right, yeah. Lynn. Well, hey, I always enjoy the conversations on Sunday. If somebody wants to come down and fish with you and hear all about it, how they get hold of you, buddy? Yes, sir, man. They can get me at three six one nine three five six eight three three. All right, my friend. Well, Lynn, have a good Sunday. I'll talk to you next week. Be safe. Catch them up. Yes, sir. Will do. And, All right, buddy. Uh, I'll be talking with you. All right. All right, Thanks, Lynn. Mick. Take care. Right. Later. All right. That's Captain Lynn Smith down in Port O'Connor. It's time for our top of the hour break and national anthem. All that good stuff. And you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.